Welcome back to the ST Fantasy Podcast. You're here with the Sultan of SWAT, the King of Crash, the Colossus of Cloud, the Colossus of Cloud, the Great Commissioner, Matthew Farah. If you didn't catch that reference, shoot me a text. You can't be in this league next year. I'm excited to be here, everyone. Uh, it's truly an honor. I'd like to first recognize our hosts, Palmer Clarkson. Your team has made some serious headway this season. Eight and four has to feel pretty nice, but something tells me you should spend more time roasting coffee rather than roasting your fantasy opponents. If I had to guess, you're probably convinced at this point in the season that Justin Jefferson wouldn't have more than 50 yards against you in a game. Well, let me tell you, brother, my sister would drop 50 on you in the first half. And Garrett Galloway, my friend, how many poops did you take today? <laughs> something tells me that no matter what that number is, there's no way you took more poops than you sent trade offers to the league. Your devotion to your fantasy football craft is inspiring. All right. <laughs> well done. Good intro. Gosh. Way to bring your sister into this. What the frick? Oh. Good lord. I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> The commissioner has joined us. Matthew Farah, how are you today? I'm doing well, boys. I just appreciate being here. Good. Um, I feel like a lot has been said about me. Um, <laughs> Rightfully so. You know, to my face or behind my back. Um, and I'm here to address all of all of that today. If it's on the podcast, is it behind your back? Um, it's behind my back and then later revealed to my face <laughs> yeah. is how I think of that. Fair enough. Fair nice. Enough. Well, uh... Man, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great one, guys. You know that. The young man is joining us. Come on now. Uh, we've got some good discussion. I feel like, I mean, this is our this is the league committee, the commissioner and the. It is. And the wow. committee. I didn't think about it. I don't know if they all know what the committee is. They don't. I mean, like we, we operate kind of in the shadows, right? Uh, kind of, and we don't do much other than the fact that we wrote the bylaws of the league that everyone agreed to. Yeah, but, but nothing crazy's happened yet. Like there's there's something coming for sure. Yeah, for sure. With people in our league mm -hmm. yeah. that we, you two quite literally could be the decision makers on. Well, you were. I mean, you got some heat last year. Mm -hmm. We also had a lot of controversy last year, which you yeah. were a hundred percent part of. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this right now? No, we no, don't we have to. No, 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 I think no, we no. talked about this we on did. the last time I was here. No, yeah, absolutely we did. not. But yeah, this, <laughs> this is <laughs> it's coming. It, it you might boys be coming. Just stay prepared. It's, I hope it's not. coming. Well, things are happening and they're happening fast in the NFL and in our fantasy league. And we've got some good things to talk about. So Palmer, why don't we talk about some recent activity and things that have occurred in our league over the past week? Yeah. Um, again. We have a ton of activity that's happening, but we are only going to talk about the notables. So to start off with my team, no surprise, um, we're all in this together. Guys, I just something nice about that name. We're, we're all in this, all together. In this together. Yeah. Picks up Chase Claypool, um, and I dropped Sky Moore. I thought Sky Moore was going to have a little bit more of a uh, – uh, usage in the offense and just turned out to be no good. And then kind of got lucky with Chase K Claypool this week. So yeah, how do you feel about that pickup? 
I like it. the The targets have always been there, even with like mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky. Like they've been there, so I felt comfortable picking him up because yeah. I mean, when you're seeing seven targets a game, that is enough for me to be like, all right, you can you can get a spot on my bench. Because Sky yeah. Moore, I think, was having most at like four, so I was mm-hmm. all right with that. I really like Clay. I really like Chase Claypool. We're leaving that in 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I messed up. Sorry, I I spoke incorrectly. (laughs) I really like Chase Claypool just as, I'm not even talking about him personally as an individual, but as a football player, Yeah, I think he has the talent to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's an absolutely massive target, but he's just he just has underperformed his entire time in the NFL. Um, and it's, you know, not not all that exciting that he's on a pretty crappy offense. But like you said, I think there's a lot of potential there with the volume that he gets. Mm-hmm. So yeah. couldn't couldn't hurt you to pick him up, especially if you're dropping somebody that clearly has no shot of being relevant. I also think it's just the Steelers, right? The Steelers always have like a next guy up. I feel like like yep. it was before AB. I don't remember who who was prior to AB, but AB was their number two, right? Then Juju was their number two. Now then Deontay was their number two, and now Claypool's like I mean they just like they always feed good receivers to like their number one slot. Maybe they move off Deontay and go to Claypool. Yeah, the the tough thing about Claypool is he's more of like a big play guy, which is I feel like he shouldn't be. I know. I know. He's he's better than that. Like he's like when you watch like a middle schooler who like hasn't fully grown into their body and they're like like you should be way better than you are and you're just not that good. So uh <laughs> yeah. So uh what was the next uh Um the, the next, next one is can I get a Hoya picks up Deion Jackson and drops Cade Oten? Cade um, Oten. So which I when I first looked at this was like obviously Deion Jackson popped off. He had a great he had a great um week on Eli's bench. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna mention that. But oh and but like Kate Oden's been really nice for the Bucks lately. Mm-hmm. He's been I think he's caught a couple tutties the last last two games. So when when I saw that, um I was a little bit concerned and then Later, he drops Duvernay and picks Kato back up. So, uh, quick the, quick point. So, Chris has Jonathan Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Chris told the story of <laughs> his wife trying to find the backup running back for the for the Colts for mm-hmm. Chris to to pick up at the city this past week. Um, and she couldn't find anyone. So is Eli responsible for the pop tire? Oh my! <laughs> that Chris and Rachel no. experienced in Georgia, <laughs> uh, because he was greedy and stashed Deion Jackson on his bench. You could say that. Yeah, I feel like you could say he's responsible for it. We also should mention that Eli thought that Deion Jackson was not on his bench, meaning he thought he was in his starting lineup, and has claimed that. It did not save. Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, enough about the waiver wire free agents talk. Um, let's move to the trades. We had two trades this week. Um, Daddy McFaddy trades George Kittle 
to order in the Cortland. That's you, Matthew. Kyle order in the Pitts. Cortland. Yeah. Am I reading that right? Kyle Pitts for George Kittle. So I'll, I'll tell you how it, it went down. All I did was text Sean and say, hey, man, you know you have two Jacksonville Jaguar running backs and three San Francisco pass catchers all in your starting lineup, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just to, like, make sure. He knew that was happening. Um, he was our favorite rookie. He he proceeded to tell me he knew and that it was working. Um, but then he offered me Kittle for Pitts, and um, I <laughs> I told him it was a hard decision for me. But I'll be just completely <laughs> transparent, Sean. As soon as you offered me that trade, it was like done and sealed. Like I was taking that trade, so um, oh, I'm boy. happy about it. I really liked Kyle Pitts two years ago. I don't like Kyle Pitts right now as much as I used to. Why did Why did you like him two years ago? I was a, I'm a big Gator fan. Went to school there. there. Yeah. Well, let's also – you liked the offense and the attentionality that he was getting obvi- like also last year too. But that offense is horrible this horrible. year yeah. where he's not even getting an option to be good. So an opportunity to be good. Um, next trade, we have League Champ trades Broncos defense for another person on the podcast, Pink Lemonade Puppies, Alexander Madison and Giants defense. Talk us through that. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting trade. Um, I've been trying to trade all week. I'm in a really interesting situation where because we only have five bench spots in our league, I had to either have somebody get injured last week and I could so I could put them on the IR mm-hmm. and clear up a spot on my roster or I was going to have to trade two for one to clear out a bench spot or if I couldn't find a trade I was going to have to just drop one of my players and in order to get the best value out of my players I was not going to drop Alexander Madison I found the person in our league who has Dalvin Cook saw they had a good defense Proposed the trade. They accepted. It helped both of us. And I got a more consistent defense out of it. Why Why did Why did you not – like, why did you feel like you needed to add another uh, another defense, also drop somebody else? Like, I guess I could just say it. I know the answer, but – What's that? I'm, I'm confused by your question. I don't understand the so, question. So, the reason why you're wanting to drop a player is because we're on – like obviously it's the second week of a bye week for all the teams. So you again, we only have five spots. You need to add a what? A quarterback. I need to add a quarterback because exactly. I only have one quarterback. So that's what spurred the trade because you had to get rid of a spot in order to do so. Yes, that's to get what a I was trying. Quarterback. Yeah. Tough yes. That took, a, that took a bit. But do you have two defenses on your roster? No, because I traded. I traded mm-hmm. the Giants away. Palmer and I have been having this debate on whether. Not not that I like to roster multiple defenses a week. That's just not true. But I like to stream defenses if you you know your defense is playing the best offense in the league, right? Like I don't want to, which I did. I did play the Bills against the Chiefs, but I didn't want to, and I was going to stream. Like I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in defensive matchups matter. Palmer, mm-hmm. on the other hand, does not believe that. that so matters. to an extent, right? If you have a top five. Debatably top 10 defense in the league, especially the number one defense in the league in the Buffalo Bills like you do. There's no, especially in our league where we only have five spots on our bench. Why are you having two defenses 
You're just saying on those weeks where they might play a, a really good offense, just take your three points and go so that you don't have to. It's just it's just not worth it. Like it's, But that's the thing is that half the time they're not going to have three points. They're not going to have three points. They're the number one defense. They played great teams already. They played a Miami team first week, and they're still number one. Like, they're still going to get good points for you. To each their own. Yeah. I mean, just leave it at that. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's um, move on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, we're going to run through these matchups. Um, we don't really have a whole lot of studs this week. Studs were uh, not out to play. No. I need to say one thing before we start. And this is not this is not groundbreaking. Like you don't need to you don't need to brace yourself. Okay. But I think from here on out, and possibly the reason there were less studs this week, is because last week buys started for teams. So there's four teams on buy every week. Mm. Because there's four teams on buy, there's a lot less players that have the opportunity to be studs. And also the scoring in our league as a whole was down this week. The total scoring, I think the top eight went down to like 100 points, maybe even in the nine, 90s. Yeah. And it's going to be like that for Great point. the rest of the season because teams are on by. Mm-hmm. And so things aren't going to be exciting as they were weeks one to five. You're right about that. We were putting up some points for a 16-man yeah. league. That's right. For real. Okay, but let's continue. That's, actually wh- saw, that's why there's less studs this week, well, in my opinion. The last thing on that is, like, I actually saw this is the lowest scoring fantasy league in, like, the last 15 years. Like, total points across the entire that's league. crazy. I think it's down, yeah. like, 17% or something it's like that. It's wild. I think it's – I heard, like – 25% from the last six years. That's so crazy. even further back, I'm sure it's... That's crazy. Yeah. It's got to be the it's, running back position. It's wild. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Dude, it's all... It's quarterback position, too. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yep. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so for our first matchup, we have Hingle McCringleberry versus AFC Richmond. Hingle McCringleberry or Penn, uh, 102.9, beats out AFC Richmond's 83.84. Um, Penn... Finishes barely as a top eight scorer, and then George, bottom eight score as well. So, um, you want to run us through some studs, G? There are no studs <laughs> from either team. Good lord! <laughs> oh, how about the duds, Matt? So for Hingle McCringleberry, there are no duds. There are no there duds. Are no duds. <laughs> um, but George, let's talk about your duds because. Uh, <laughs> You are plentiful in the in the dud category. Uh, DJ Moore with three point seven points. Tyler Conklin with two point seven, and this one hurts to say out loud. But the Jacksonville Jaguars defense with negative uh, no four point points. Point. Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan of twelve years ago. <laughs> he threw the ball fifty times, and I I was heartbroken <laughs> all of Sunday. Um, just to say something about Georgia's team, Poor I feel George. like Austin Eckler might have fifty percent of his points on the season. Like we should yeah. look at that because I I I'm just guessing here maybe forty and yeah it makes me sad for George him. I'm really sorry yeah big dog hopefully you aren't selling lemonade <laughs> although that would be funny yeah, it would be funny <laughs> um, uh, up next we have Daddy McFaddy scored 122.1 points this week versus Team Cuz 
scored 76.62 points. Daddy McFaddy was a top eight scorer, while Cuz was a bottom eight scorer with 76 points. Matt, why don't we talk about the studs? Studs of the week for Daddy McFaddy. We've got Joe Burrow at 32.5 fantasy points. That's that's impressive. 300 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and he ran for 25 yards. I think Uh, that's the Joe Burrow we expected this year. The Bengals, right? Where have they been? Not playing football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not playing football. Um, And i got to give credit to – to Daddy McFaddy, Sean McFadden here on the Brandon Ayuk start. Right. Um, it again, going back to what we talked about earlier, it takes a lot to say I'm going to start three pass catchers from the same offense, and he did it, and it worked well for him. Um, 28.3 points from Ayuk, eight receptions for 83 yards, and and two touchdowns. And uh, well Cuzzy, we're going to just tell you right now, you had no studs this week. Uh, there are no studs. There are no studs. No. <laughs> Now for the duds, Daddy McFaddy, Tyler Higby, 1.7 fantasy points. Thanks for coming out. Um, and then for Team Cuz, we have Cameron Brait, 3.4 fantasy points. Again, not what you like to see from the tight end position. No, no. Um, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has finally come back to earth <laughs> 3.3 points. What did I say two weeks ago? We're you did say see, it. We're going to see Clyde fall off a cliff. You did say it. Uh-huh. He's been, he had just an unsustainable amount of touchdowns in the first four games. The next matchup, let's ride fire. Other known as? Joel Kalega. Does, does or, anyone understand that or, team name? I don't, yes, I don't it's know. Russell Wilson. Let's ride. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, it's got to be. Can, yeah, we can. It's got to be. Let's ride to the lemonade stand. <laughs> 89.96 fantasy points. <laughs> he played order in the Cortland Commissioner Matthew Farah, who scored 81.48 points. Dude, good heavens. This matchup this was, was so a, low scoring. This was what we call a pillow fight. I'm not I'm not <laughs> proud of, of this one. Um Someone walked through his studs. I don't want to talk about his he studs. He had Tyreek Hill, who scored 29.7 fantasy points. The man's quarterback proof. If I was throwing him passes, he'd still have 25 fantasy points. The man knows how to get it done. He had 12 receptions for 177 yards. And Matt Ryan, who we already talked about, for the Indianapolis Colts, 27.16 fantasy points. 42 for 58. Excuse me, I said 50. He threw the ball 58 times. Yeah. 389 yards and what three dog. touchdowns. And let's not forget how he can use his legs. One rush for negative four yards. <laughs> um, so not only did Matt Ryan beat the Jaguars that he contributed to <laughs> my loss as a fantasy football owner so order in the Cortland. let's just i'll get out in front of it i had no studs for the week um i'm i'm fine with that right we all have those weeks um but let's talk about duds duds of the week for let's ride fire formerly 99 cent lemonade um jk dobbins at one and a half points randall cobb at 1.8 and jeff wilson at half a point and the fact that i did not beat this team with those duds Mm. it's just it hurts it's just painful. Order in the Cortland Duds, 3.4 fantasy points from his number one receiver, Cortland Sutton, and Kareem Hunt, 1.2 points. That's that's where he got Yikes. you. Those, those two guys are usually your big dudes, and 
those other guys are not his big dudes. Usually no. his flex players. Yeah. Palmer, why don't you tell us about the next matchup? Yeah, we got uh, Joe and Chase scoring 100.58 points versus the Elite Dogs, edging them 104.2. What are we laughing about? <laughs> we have Andy finishing at the bottom eight, absolutely barely. And then we have Grant, again, barely getting the top eight. So, um, somebody want to hit us with the studs real quick? Yeah, Joe and Chase had Ramondre Stevenson leading the backfield for the Patriots with 25.1 fantasy points. He had 19 carries for 76 yards and two tutties. Good. On top of all that, he had four receptions for 15 yards. And Travis Kelsey, everyone's favorite tight end, 19.2 fantasy points. He had eight receptions for 108 yards and one carry for four yards. This man is practically living in the stud territory. Yeah. Projected. Always. At what point does it become not studly? Right? Like he's just, yeah. if that's his normal. Yeah, you're right. Does he have to break 40 before he's a stud? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the elite dogs. This is kind of cool to see. He's got none. The reason why I say he's cool because he won the matchup. He's 2-0 and on the week, which wow. is pretty nice with no studs. So, um, on to the duds. Joe and Chase. Bengals defense. Zero. Good Lord. Didn't help you at all. <laughs> Guess what, Garrett? Yeah. Bengals defense. I know what you're going to say. Had the same amount of fantasy points that we did this week. All right. <laughs> all right, Bengals. Gosh. All right, us. And Darius Slayton, 2.8 points. You don't like to see it. The Elite Dogs. This one hurts. Dallas Goddard. Hmm. 4.2 points. Again, something. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I was looking at something. I think we already had this conversation, I think, a couple days ago, just off, off the mics. But I'm pretty sure that before this week, Dallas Goddard had the most yards after catch. Oh, that's right. That's right. Then mm-hmm. any single wide receiver in the league, including Cooper Cup. That's insane. It's in, I had no idea. That's really impressive. Now, after this week, I would imagine that comes down a little bit. But still, he's he's up there, though. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, unlike this next matchup, the Fighting Fungito scoring 102 <laughs> Point seven seven fantasy points. Um, I think they, I think they squeaked out the final spot in the top eight. One hundred two point seven seven versus Kamara's legal team, scoring eighty seven point eight two points. The studs for the Fighting Fungitos. This is no surprise to anyone. Wide receiver one on the year, Stefan Diggs, thirty point eight fantasy points. 10 receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. He just he just walks and scores fantasy points. Yeah. I mean he's he's elite. And this other guy exactly what you would expect. Mark Andrews for for this is for Camaro's legal team. 23.6 fantasy points, 7 receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. Get him a bet. Get him a bed. Get him a bed he's here in to the stay. stud he's, territory. He's, just, he's living in this Get territory. him a bed. That is, so I was looking at the uh, in a different league this year, 
I have Zach Ertz, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is the number three tight end in the league mm-hmm. right now. He's playing f- very steady, you know, yeah. 12 to 15 point guy a week. After not starting, he didn't, he didn't no, play the first week. He's played the he's played the whole season, but he definitely has. Okay. But you look at <clears throat> Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, and then you look at number three, the drop-off is like 60-point differential through like six weeks. Like it's You're... like absolutely insane. The tight end position is Dang. a game of differentials, and Joe Winchase and Kamara's legal team are – Winning that right now, that's crazy. Um, so let's talk about the duds. Palmer, fighting Funguitos. Curtis Samuel. Th- this this Washington offense has just not looked good. Abysmal. Hopefully Heineke comes in. Dude, I don't know something about Heineke. If the dude's we, willing to fight for his team, let's go. I like Heineke. He's scrappy. He let is. me let me ask you a question. This is a real question. Yes. If we had, if we took 11 of the most athletic people in our 16-team league, could we score more points than the Washington Commanders on any given week? You're, you're, you're being serious. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the shape that we're in? They're abysmal, though. Of course, I'm not serious. Dude, I don't know. Crazy. I (laughs) we might have to add this to the takes. (laughs) I just imagine Cuzzy on that offensive line. Dude, Cuz would be nice. Dude, actually, he would be. After like not being able to breathe three plays later from all the (laughs) cigar smoking, but nice. No, he he would he would dominate out there. We'd have a solid run game. Yeah, he would. Um. Yeah, but that offense is just abysmal. Yeah. That was that was the point I was trying to make. It, 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 it would. Yeah, and again, Curtis Samuel just did not perform. Two point six points, and then Cairo Santos, as a kicker, you know, you're okay with four points. You're okay with five. You're okay with six. But guess what? You're not okay with one. Ooh. You're just not. So, um, cut kickers. I hate kickers. Get them out. I totally disagree. Comes from a guy who doesn't have a good kicker on your team. Who's my kicker, Palmer, off the top of your head? No idea. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. But I just know I know you don't have a good kicker because if you had a suck up, <laughs> who's first? If you could see me right now, I'm doing the suck up right now in the studio. Um, if you had the number one kicker, you'd be saying otherwise. The man's getting me like ten average a week. It's an extra flex position, by the way. So um, you're telling me, Matt, in week three, when Greg Zerline Scored 18 points. You weren't happy about that? It's not that I'm not happy, but should that ever be the case? Also, I have a top 10 kicker. I just want you to know that. How much did he win by that week, too? Would he have lost know. that week if he did not have that kicker? That's a great question. Let's back it up. Let's find out. Um, well, you guys just keep, keep talking. talking. I'll yeah. find out. I'll find out. I think we might have actually played each other in week three, and you beat me by five points. So. <laughs> If that's the case. That is a correct statement from Garrett Galloway. Is I beat it? you 112.82 to 107.8. How did you know that? That's just uh, That's so phenomenal. sad. That's so sad Wait, that why, I know that. Why are, you, why are you surprised? This man, just to, let's take a break from fantasy football whoa, real whoa, quick. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm looking at my roster from that week. Greg Zerline was not on my roster. I had Jake Elliott with six points. So, 
Greg Zerline could have helped you solidify that win a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're good. This does yeah. not. This conversation does not yeah. matter. Never mind. Let's ditch the story, Palmer. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so for the duds for. As I scroll down my notes, Kamara's legal team, Mike Boone, 1.4 fantasy points. I don't want to get started with this. We can do it when we get down to my duds. I'm pretty sure you had one carry. Um, I don't want to talk about the Broncos' backfield. Then we later. won't. We'll talk about the next matchup. League champ scored 117.28 points, but lost to our league's First place, um, not finisher. We haven't finished. The guy who's in first place in our league, the CJ Sendits, scoring 138.82 points. Both teams were top eight scores, so they both received at least one win. CJ Sendits obviously receiving a second win on the week. But the studs, league champ had none. Again, which is... 117 points with no studs? I'll take it. I'll take it, too. And the CJ Sendits finally getting what he was hoping for out of Jamar Chase. Wait, wait, wait a second. Rob, Robert Tunyon with 19 points has to be a stud. Ooh. Yeah, he does. Right? That's league for champ. Sure. No, yeah, that's yeah, that's stud. Well, yeah. sorry we missed that the first go around. Robert Tunyon with 19 points. He had 10 receptions Crazy. for... 90 yards. That's math. Uh, CJ Sendits <laughs> finally got what he was hoping for out of Jamar Chase. Like I mentioned, 32.2 fantasy points. He had seven receptions for 132 yards and two touchdowns. You like that. And then how many duds? Whoa. Whoa. There are no duds. No duds. <laughs> all right. At all in this matchup. But that's expected with uh, teams – Scoring this amount Wait, of points. Would you say that there's no puppies on these teams? No puppies, all dogs. All oh. dogs. But what's our next matchup, though? Little pink lemonade puppies <laughs> versus the Can I Get a Hoya? 107.3 to 81.12. I mean, Garrett secures the top eight. Eli is firmly... <laughs> Firmly in his seat in the bottom eight, and here we are. Can I mention that I was two and four and really frustrated? Yeah, you were. I named my team the Pink Lemonade Puppies, and I think it sparked a fire. Uh, I believe in fantasy football team culture. I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They came together. We all hopped on a <laughs> Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> No. What is this quarantine? Said, you guys need to start scoring some points, and they have. Um, so I'm going to keep the name as long as it's starting starting to fire right under away. somebody's behind. Absolutely, I'm going to take it. Pink, pink lemonade or normal lemonade? What's your preference? Pink lemonade. Yeah. I, I think it tastes better. Yeah. Okay, we're all in agreement here. I did not. Ex- Palmer Whoa. and I. We never agree, guys. Whoa. And we agree on at Come least on taste buds. So there we good. go. What am I, a psychopath? Um, moving on. This guy is not a psychopath. He's a stud, and he's a Michael Pittman Jr. Welcome to the city, All baby. Right. Pity city. 26.4 fantasy points, 13 receptions for 134 yards. Anytime you score over 25 points without a touchdown. Have a day. Have, just, a day. Yeah. Have a day. Have a day. 
And uh, Eli, guess what you don't have? Any studs. Can no I get studs. a no ya? <laughs> no ya. Oh, no. But uh, there are some duds. In yeah, this what are these matchup. looking like? Zach Gentry. Backup tight end for the Steelers. Not sure why I thought this was a good idea. He had one catch for four yards, resulting in 1.4 fantasy points. Isaiah McKenzie, 2.9 fantasy points. And Riley Patterson, kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars with a whopping three points. That's horrible. Y'all didn't see this, but Garrett looked me directly in the eyes when he said kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Um, And for can I get a Hoya? We had some duds. Adam Troutman, 1.8 fantasy points. Tyler Lockett, 3.7 fantasy points. And Michael Gallup, 3.8 fantasy points. Nothing exciting, so we're going to move on. Matt? Hold on. Give me give me some space. I want to try something here. <laughs> this interruption is brought to you by the sponsor of this podcast. Headway Coffee. All right. We're drinking it in the studio. We are. Let's go, baby. It's 9 p.m. and we are downing some coffee right now. <laughs> and guess what? Back to the podcast. <laughs> Our next matchup. We're all in or we're Allen this together. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, versus Prestige Worldwide. And this matchup shaped up in favor of Palmer Clarkson. 113.46 to Chris Dotson's abysmal 62.14 points. Um, Palmer's in the top eight and Prestige Worldwide where he should be in the bottom eight. So um, studs for this week, we've got uh, – we're all in this together. Josh Allen, like, I mean, we're talking about pulling up some cots, right? And, like, they're here to stay. <laughs> oh, he's at Penthouse Suite right he's, now. He, he built the building. Living lavish. I'd like to sure. mention he has scored over 20 fantasy points in 13 straight games. That's just unreal. That's incredible. Um, that goes back to last year if you guys don't. Real. Okay. Um, Josh Allen, 26.3 points, 323 yards, three touchdowns, one fumble, 12 carries for 32 yards, gets it done with the legs, and prestige worldwide. Um when you score 62 points, you don't have any studs. No studs. No studs. <laughs> uh, Paul, Palmer, you want the duds? Yeah, why don't you talk about the duds? Yeah, thank you guys for making me do my own duds. Um, we're all in this together or all in this together. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has yeah. his best game <laughs> last week. Phenomenal. Even used in very pivotal third Third down situations. How many points does he score, guys? The same amount as my deceased great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Zero points. I bet she was a baller. She probably she was. was. She and was. honestly, Melvin Gordon was just not too far ahead with 0.8 fantasy points. Nathaniel Hackett, I just I don't understand what you're doing. I just don't. He's a hack. Oh, man. <laughs> I Prestige. Lo- I just say I love seeing your face talk about your duds. It's yeah, just, it just, makes my night. It, But it, it also just really just doesn't feel good once you traded a pretty great guy for Moe and Gordon. However, Prestige Worldwide's duds also includes another person in that in that trade. Mike Williams. 
three fantasy points. I can at least sleep well this mm-hmm. week. Let me tell you, I can sleep really well. Boomer bust. Garrett Wilson, 1.8 fantasy points. And then Keontae Ingram, 0.7 fantasy points. Yeah, Chris, so I think Chris picked up Keontae um, while changing a flat tire on the side of the interstate, right? <laughs> Going back to that story we talked about at the beginning of this. And um, I think rightfully so, he went to the Arizona's backup of the backup because James Conner was out. But um, I but probably wouldn't have done it if I was him. Like like it was it's decent logic, but like the execution uh, just yeah. wasn't there. Which is just tough. It's desperation. You is hate all to it see was. it. Really. It's a man with his shirt off changing a tire on the side of the road. Like that's the type of pickup it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that wraps up our matchups from this past week. Palmer, can you give us an update on the standings for the teams in this league? Yeah, we have a four-way tie. Um, better than what we had nine last last nine. week. Nine. We have four this week at eight and four. Um, to top it off, we have the CJ Senates in second. We have we're all in this together. Third, we have Hingle McCringleberry, and four we have Kamara's legal team. Then we got another four way tie or three way tie. I can't read. Um, we have League Champ Pink Lemonade Puppies and the Elite Dogs all tied in the fifth position and then tied for eighth we have a four-way tie fighting fungitos can i get a hoya can i get joe win chase and can i get an order in the courtland and then we have again tied for 12 we have two guys daddy mcfatty and prestige worldwide and then we've got then we're getting into the lemonade territory yeah i i I was trying to come up with a name, but these are definitely the Lemonade Boys. Lemonade Country? Yeah. Let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) Team Cuz at four and eight. Let's ride. Fire three and nine. AFC Richmond hasn't moved from this position since the first podcast we've done, two and ten. With these bonus wins and losses. It like standings changes so fast, mm-hmm. right? Like unbelievable. I mean, let's throw out a theoretical situation. George Koulianis' team gets hot. I mean, he can rise up the board pretty quickly if he was yeah. to score a ton of points, right? So truly, um, anything can really happen. I do want to say something hit me um, when we were looking at Daddy McFaddy's team. Uh, he should change his name to Daddy McBaddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just needed. I just needed to throw that out <laughs> no, there. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. You don't like to see it, um, but usually right now mm-hmm. is when we would introduce the new Gary Spreadsheets segment, but we couldn't finish it in time because let me tell you, when you hear it on next week's podcast, you're going to know why. Go into this. A lot of time. Oh, oh it's, yeah. We've, we've been spending a lot of hours on getting this thing together, but let me tell you, it's going to be... Well worth the wait. Yeah. Great segment next week. We are going to bring back the segment we had last week. I know we did a little bit of it. It was the this or that segment. But I think we're just going to go off the, the top of the dome here yeah. in the studio. Um, I think it'll spark some some conversation past. Yeah. Um, this or that. I got a good one to start. Ooh. Hit us with it. Yeah. Hit us with it. Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers? Ooh. Rest of season? Rest of season. Matthew? Geno Smith. 
I have been mm. oh mm. I've been off the Aaron Rodgers train since last year. Confirmed. Correct? Yeah. You've confirmed. been off the train. You've been, been off the, the train. station. Um and Ooh, you guys you, have. you guys did not like my take there. And my thing was Rightfully so. He wait, won MVP wait. last year. I was off of his train heading into the playoffs. Why? Because they never perform well in the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is a selfish quarterback. He's a selfish man. <laughs> I hope, Cuts Aaron, deep. if you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good heavens. I mean, I that's know. just not that's not new news. Like, everyone has heard that about him. Regardless, we're not here to talk down on people. Who would you take, Palmer? Um, I, I'm going to talk... I think, dude, it's got to be Geno Smith. That offense for Green Bay is historically bad. Like, their wide receivers have zero talent. (laughs) Just, like, football talent on the field, like being able to get separation, get open at all. It's just, you can't do it. So, I'm Geno Smith all the way. That offense has looked really good with Kenneth Walker running the way that he just ran this past game. It's just going to open up the the um, the passing game that much more. So mm-hmm. I just I think it could get better. I'm going to say Geno Smith as well. Uh, we've had six games, which is a pretty good sample size. If we were having this discussion in game three, possibly a different story. But six games in, he's showing what he can do with his arm. Let me. I, I got a good one. The yep. next one. I'll go after you. It is DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> or Keenan Allen, rest of season. It's a great one. Oh, that is a both great of one. these guys are on the same team in our league. By the way, I'm just curious what you guys think. Oh, I got it. Go ahead. I think it's Hopkins. Allen's Allen's hamstring this year is already like awful, and he's been out so many games. They've already been like holding him on the sidelines in order for him not to like be injured, but. Obviously, that's just that's his default. He's yeah. always injured. I just think he's gonna be more injured than Hopkins. I'm I'm a Hopkins fan here too. Um, Cardinals. I mean, Chargers throw the ball a lot too, but Cardinals are pretty intentional about throwing the ball a ton. Marquise Brown is is Hollywood is out. Um, they're bringing in Robbie Anderson, so I think you know D Hop's the the target there, and um, Keenan Allen's Hammy. I don't trust. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, um, I I mean, I think after having DeAndre last year, he was very injury-prone, but I think with Marquise Brown out, it just opens up the floodgates for Hopkins to just come in and do damage, Yeah, do lots of damage. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. That was a a trade I made. Anyways, um, next one. This one is – it's interesting. Um, Devin Singletary mm. or Najee Harris? Oh, my. If you had asked this question in the draft, yeah. people would have laughed Laughed at, at me, yeah. I am I know who I'm going with. Then go. He's on my team, and the name's Najee Harris. The only reason why I say that is because this four-week span that he's going through is a really tough, really tough, like against the best defenses in the league. Once he gets past that, it's going to be smooth sailing for him. So, um, I'm picking Najee. Garrett, how about you? 
It's tough because Singletary has the higher upside because he's in a better offense, a way better offense. But his he is not consistent at all. And so it's tough, but I think rest of the season, total points, I'm going to go with Singletary. I am riding the Singletary train as well here. Uh, he just gets volume. Like, I mean, 17 carries last game. You had a game where he had 11 targets, right? Like, he, he is involved in the best offense in the league, and um, I own Najee in a different league, and – um, I've watched a lot of their football games, and he looks like he can't see out of his face mask. I don't, I don't get it. He's running into the back of his offensive line. Devin Singletary is my choice. And that'll do it for the this or that segment, guys. I think that's all we got. There wasn't a lot there, but we got we got the juices flowing. Yeah, just a little touch in, touch out. Let's keep it moving. Um, let's keep it moving. And next week, let's keep this. Uh, Little guest train rolling. I love it. I'm a big, big fan of the guests joining. It gives a nice dynamic. But I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for being our guest this week. It was a blast. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, Lots of good conversation. Lots of good, good uh, bickering back and forth. We always love it. It's good entertainment. So until next week, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Stay classy. (laughs) 